Today with Catherine Ruinala. I was just remembering a, a story about a lady that um, had just been, uh, had received prayer and a year later when I visited again in Georgia, um, she told me that she'd received prayer, she had a really serious gallbladder issue, was booked in for surgery the following week, ended up not having to have the surgery and was completely healed. And all those glorious miracles are such good things to remember. Wow, Lord, look what you did. And everything we do, all the miracles, all the, the things that uh, we see God do are him and his power. He's the one that's done that. And he wants us to learn what it looks like to operate continually in the place of, oh, I'm not doing things out of my own strength, but I'm doing them in him. Hallelujah, together with him. So I look at it a little bit like this. I, I think about it as this beautiful dance where I'm the bride and he's the bridegroom. And if you, if you ever have done, tried to do ballroom dancing, there really is only one leader. And if, if I kept trying to tell Tom where to go, we'd trip over each other. But instead, I, can, I sense where his foot's going and then I respond and, and you have a beautiful dance. And in the same way, the Lordship of the, of the Father is something that the Holy Spirit wants us to teach us so that we can learn what it looks like to be in submission to his Lordship. But at the same time, just as I'm Tom's bride, I didn't park my brain when I got married and said, well, you're the husband now, you have to make all the decisions. He'd be frustrated if I couldn't make simple decisions on my own. He trusts me just like the, the bride in um, Proverbs in that she's able to make decisions. She's able to um, judge whether or not that's a good investment. Or, and, um, and God wants us to be able to be using our brains. He wants us to, to do things, but, but not in our own strength, aware that I am no longer my own. I'm bought with a price. And so there's this beautiful balance of him in us and us in him. But you know, when I, when I think about this concept in terms of worship, or in terms of prayer, the concept of us hosting God and God hosting us becomes very important, very real. You know, a lot of our prayer life can look like, okay, God, I'm asking you for this and I'm asking you for that, and it's a good thing. The Bible tells us don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So we do, he wants us to tell him everything that's on our hearts. He wants us to make requests. And I, I do that as I set time aside to be with the Lord. I talk to him about all the things that are on my heart. I, I make requests and I pray in the spirit. And he reminds me of things that I need to, to talk to him about and it's beautiful. But you know, if in a marriage relationship, your relationship looked like you telling your spouse all your things and all the things you need, but never taking time to hear what's on their heart, the relationship would be a little imbalanced. Yet with us as believers, God's looking for us to come into a place of maturity where not only do we talk to him about our stuff, but we then, we look to him and say, Lord, what's on your heart? I just wanna hear what's on your heart and begin to hear what he's saying and begin to pray what is on his heart to pray. And then God can lead you in intercession. 
as I took some time to pray today, and I, I enjoy my Sundays because I take several hours just to be alone with the Lord. Um, I was praying in the Spirit, and the Bible tells us in the book of Jude, if you want to have a look there, it's the second last book of the Bible, Jude 20, there's only one chapter, hallelujah. But in Jude 20, it says this, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God. Now, God looks for us to have an engaging fellowship, an engaging prayer life with him that is not just one-sided, but that is led by him in this glorious divine dance. As we open our mouth and we pray in tongues, as we pray in the spirit, the Bible tells us that we're being built up, we're being edified, we're, we're being built up on our most holy faith. We're being strengthened. The Holy Spirit's praying through us about things we don't even know. You know, this was a, a scripture written to the believers. Pray in the Spirit. Paul said, I pray in the Spirit more than you all. And he loves for us to be praying continually in the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the most wonderful thing. People send prayer requests all the time, and we love to pray for people. We, it's, and it's powerful to get people to pray the prayer of agreement. But when we pray in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit himself, the Spirit of God, is praying for us perfect prayers, which is amazing. But then as I come with this attitude of God, I wanna be hosted by you. I wanna hear what's on your heart. I often just begin to pray in the Spirit, pray in unknown tongues, pray in my prayer language to him and allow him to start to speak to me in, in my head and I begin to hear what's on his heart. He begins to lead me to pray for different people that I might not have thought to pray for that day. And as I do, I can feel the pleasure and the joy of God and the strength and the power that's happening uh, through those prayers. We pray powerful prayers when we're praying in sync with the conversation of heaven, hallelujah. And so the heart of God is for us to be able to learn what it looks like to enjoy this divine fellowship that's not just a one-way thing where we come and make our requests known to God, but we also allow Him to begin to speak to us. If you think about it like a conversation, you can come to the Lord and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Lord. It's lovely to, lovely to um, be with you. Thank you that you never leave me. You never forsake me. I often begin with declarations. I begin to speak out the word of God. Thank you, Lord, that I'm forgiven. I'm righteous. I've been made clean by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you forgive all of my sins. And if there's anything weighing on my mind, I'll talk to him about it. I'll bring all the things and I often start with communion. Remind myself, thank you, God, that by your stripes I'm healed, that you've borne all my sorrows. Thank you, Jesus. And take the cup, the blood of Jesus. Thank you that you forgive me for all of my sins and you give me power to walk free from sin. You give me power today not to be living by um, my, you know, my flesh or my emotions, but today I live by the power of the Holy Spirit who's transformed me. And I invite you, Lord, I invite you, Holy Spirit, to fill me. I thank you that the joy of the Lord is my strength 
strength. Lord, I need love. I need you to fill me with your love. Give me power to know your love that passes comprehension. And I make these requests. I talk to him like this. And it's wonderful. It's powerful. We need to do that. And then I'll often open up the Bible and just begin to speak to him. And I'll ask him where to read. And, or I may, I may be doing a study or I may just ask for chapter and verse and I'll, I'll read until I hear him speak to me and I'll underline it and I'll write it in my journal. But then I like to get alone with God and just start to talk to him and say, Lord, what's on your heart? And it's that glorious what's on your heart that takes the relationship to another level. If you've got a friendship with someone where all it ever is is you asking them for help, but they're never, um, but you never actually ask them how they're doing. It can be still a nice relationship, but you lack depth until you start to hear what's on their heart, what, what's going on with them. And, and it's the same with the Lord. As you come with him and say, Lord, I want to know what you're thinking. I put on some worship from um, you know, a few years ago that I used to really enjoy um, some of Misty Edwards' stuff this morning. And I was just listening, Lord, I want to know. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? I have to know. And taking that posture of, Lord, what's on your heart? And then taking a step of faith, starting to speak in tongues with an expectation that the Holy Spirit will fill my heart and my mind with what's on his heart to pray. He then leads me in intercession. I begin to pray for different people. I begin to to have um, divine inspiration about things that I wasn't even thinking about. And the longer I go, the deeper I go, the more I hear. The truth is, God's love language is also quality time. If you will spend yourself on him, he'll speak to you. Now, I don't want anyone to fall into a, a sense of condemnation. Well, I don't give God enough time and you know it's never enough. God's not... He's just not like that. He's not judging you on how much time you give him. But the more time you give, the more he will fill. The more time you take to listen to him, the more he'll speak to you. And in this world, we can get time poor very easily. And with social media and screens, there's always something to fill your thoughts. And it's good to be filling your thoughts with good, healthy things but actually making room for God to speak to us, to intentionally be praying in the Spirit, expecting Him to to speak to us so that we can pray with our minds and pray with our spirits. What happens is we start to engage in a maturity of love that brings us a deeper level of joy. The Bible says, in His presence is fullness of joy. And hearing His voice is fullness of joy. I used to think intercession, when I was young, I used to think intercession was not something I really wanted to do very much of. I thought that's for the people who don't really like to preach. They're the the ones in the back room and I honor them, they're awesome. But I didn't understand that intercession isn't just hard work. Intercession is the natural ministry of anybody that wants to know the heart of God. Hi friends. For so many years, I lived with condemnation, frustrated that I didn't fully measure up. Then the Holy Spirit began to reveal the truth that I was loved, set free, and defined by the performance of Jesus, not by my good works. 
such a basic truth, but I didn't really understand it. Let me help you fully grasp the goodness of God and how He's designed us to live supernaturally as new creations. Imagine if you were truly supernaturally free from sin and shame, free to follow the desires that God's placed in your heart. In my new book, Supernatural Freedom, I give you simple keys to unlock the freedom that you were designed to live in every day. God wants to take you on a journey that is deeper than just a childish relationship. He is looking for a bride who'll come up into a place of maturity that'll begin to say, Lord, I wanna know what's on your heart. You in me, but also me in you. Me hosting you and me being hosted by you so that I learn what it looks like to live continually connected to Him. Me making decisions, at, at trusting that He's giving me the spirit of wisdom, that I have Him living on the inside, that He's given me a sound mind to be able to make good choices. I make declarations, I make good decisions, I make wise decisions because the Spirit of God lives on the inside of me. And He trusts you to do that, hallelujah. I've seen some people get so extreme that they, that they um, they, they won't even make a decision about doing anything and, uh, because they don't, they don't, they're afraid that they'll be out of the will of God. And uh, we, we don't need to be so obsessed that we're thinking God wants to dictate every step. He wants us to walk in maturity as brides of Christ, but he also wants us to, to be listening. So when he says, no, let's not do that, it's not a suggestion. It's for your benefit and it's for, his, for your good. He knows what he's doing. Too many times I've gone to do something and I felt a little, a little nudge from the Holy Spirit saying, no, -uh, don't do that. And I've reasoned it away and done it anyway and then found out later, oh, it would have been so much better if I didn't do that. And I've, I learn, oh God, you're smarter than I am. Has anyone ever experienced that? And so as I've learned that, I learn now when I have to make a, a choice that I'm not sure about, I ask the Holy Spirit, what do you think? And then I've learned to trust him even if it doesn't make sense. And uh, he's a kind God. There's warmth in his words, even when there's an urgency to it. Sometimes I felt like, an urgent um, request from God or an urgent leading from the Holy Spirit. And, um, and I've known, yes, I need to do this now. Occasionally, even pulling over on the side of the road to pray and realizing, wow, yes, there's something God wants me to pray about right now, some situation, and finding out later, at that exact moment, that's exactly what he was doing. And, uh, he would show me a vision of, of the person and the situation they were going through. But then there's other times that, um, you know, as I'm just in my own initiative praying for people, God begins to really pick it up and, and lead me how to pray. So there's this divine two-way relationship. We don't completely lose our, um, our identity when we come into him. We lose our lives to find him, but then he lives in us and he loves us. He loves our personality. He wants to, he loves the way he created you. So he coming into you doesn't annihilate you. It transforms you into the glorious creation that he always intended for you to be. God's heart for you is that you would live in the power of the Holy Spirit, 
knowing with confidence that he's on the inside of you. So by faith, I can operate in the gifts, but also knowing that oh, I have this invitation to, be, to live aware that I'm surrounded by his presence. I, I live in a place where I can acknowledge him in all of my ways and trust that he will lead me and guide me. And to take time to begin to know him in greater and greater ways. That's why we love to prioritize worship at Glory City Church. We love to make space for him because we want to, we want to not only host him, but we want to be led by him. And if that means going longer or if it means going in a different direction of something that's not planned, we say, yes, Lord, because you are our God. We want to be led by your spirit. That's why we often have space in the worship where there's no words because we want him to be speaking. And it's why we make room for the prophetic song, the spiritual songs, because we wanna hear what the Lord's saying. God wants you to live a life that's not, not just you in, uh, he in you, but you in him. The place where you are living surrounded by the presence of the Lord and aware of his presence and acknowledging the leading of the Holy Spirit in your everyday life. God's desire too is, is as you sit and you read the Bible and you open up the Word of God that you would have an expectation, not just to be, find it interesting, but that the Holy Spirit would reveal truth to you, that you'd read it with Him sitting beside you. I often try to imagine the Holy Spirit, God Himself, with me, around me as I'm reading and saying, Lord, speak to me. Thank you, Lord. I'm not on the outside trying to get something, but I'm in you. You are around me. Your arms are around me. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you shine light on your word today so that you can speak to my heart. I was reading today, um, or just the other day, in Psalm 31, and I want to just share that with you as I close. I've been enjoying the Psalms, and I love the way the psalmist speaks. But it says here in verse, um, verse seven, I will rejoice and be glad in your loving kindness because you've seen my affliction, you've known the troubles of my soul and you've not given me over into the hand of my enemy. You've set my feet in a large place. Verse 15, my times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Make your face to shine upon your servant. Save me in your loving kindness. Let me not be put to shame, O Lord, for I call upon you. And I look at these and I look at the Psalms and I see how he often takes time to say, Selah, pause and think about that. He's saying, Lord, deliver me from my enemies. Help me, but make your face shine on me. It's as though here I have this need. Lord, help me with this. And God, I'm gonna receive from you your shining face. I'm gonna receive the strength that I need. Oh God, I'm thinking about this now. Help me with this. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm gonna rejoice in your loving kindness. And to me, it's a picture of this two-way living dynamic relationship where it's us speaking, us receiving, us hearing, us speaking, receiving, God speaking, us listening, and this beautiful divine living relationship. Now God wants to have relationship with you that is richer than any marriage on earth, than any friendship you could imagine. 
than any romance Hollywood could come up with. The love that God has for us as his people is so rich and so intense and so glorious and so much more exciting than we've ever understood. Often prayer has been made into a, a concept or a chore where people think, I've got to pray, oh, I need to pray, I need to do my devotions. And it is good to start that way with discipline, yes, because if you don't, it's just so easy for that time to get swallowed up. There will be nothing that has so hotly contested by warfare than you being alone with God. So you have to fight for it. But as you fight for it, recognize that this isn't a chore. This is my lifeline. And as you set time aside, I mean, sometimes for me, practically, honestly, it looks like closing the door and running a bath and, and sitting in the bath and talking to the Lord, whatever it looks like for you. Or I sit in my chair beside the window, close the door and just... This is my time with the Lord. I get my cup of tea and my Bible. But, but actually having an, a, a, a set apart, this is my time. I tell the family, I'm gonna be alone with God now. And they respect my space. And I just encourage you to carve out time, not only to bring your requests to Him. In fact, I'd say there's probably a whole lot more things you need to be asking God about than you have. Sadly, I often worry about things more than I ask. And then when I get alone with God, I realize I haven't even asked him about this. So take time to ask. Ask and you will receive. You have not because you ask not. But then take time also to let him share his heart with you, to lead you in the glorious adventure of interceding with him in the spirit, praying in the spirit, being led prophetically so that you can intercede for others and things that are on his heart. Getting to know him as your God, as your Lord, as your husband, as your leader, as your king and as your friend. God so longs to have a depth of relationship with you that's beyond, beyond just a, a touch base every day. He wants to live in you as you live in him, connected, walking together, talking together, and enjoying his presence. If you don't know him, he wants you to have relationship with him. So why don't you reach out to Jesus today and say, Lord, come and be my savior. Have mercy on me, forgive me for my sin. And as you receive him by faith, he'll give you eternal life, hallelujah. Father, we say thank you. And if you're watching today and you know in your heart you are not in the right place with God, I just encourage you to humble yourself and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me for my sins. Help me. I know I shouldn't be doing that. I know I'm not walking with you. Have mercy on me. Forgive me, Lord. And the Bible says he will abundantly pardon. He won't even remember your sin. In fact, you don't even have to pay for your sin. He has already paid for it. He has taken the penalty. The judgment has been poured out on him so that you don't have to be judged. So by faith, as you receive the mercy of God, he says he'll come into your life, making you on the inside. And as you receive him by faith, you can then live by faith, believing I'm forgiven. Even if I don't feel forgiven, I believe I'm forgiven because I've trusted God 
to set me free from sin. I've trusted God and I believe you. God, thank you that as I've repented, as I've confessed my sin, you are faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, God, I'm righteous, I'm clean, I'm free, I'm loved, I'm pure. I'm not what people have said about me. I'm not who I thought I am. As you are, so am I in this world. I am a new creation. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, two and a half years ago, my wife Haley had our daughter, Gabriella, our first child. And what an incredible experience to hold her in our arms for the first time. Uh, however, after 45 minutes, there was a serious complication and her breathing rapidly declined and they needed to put her on all kinds of machines and her heart actually stopped beating for four minutes as they were doing their CPR to try and revive her. And, and in that moment, there was an invitation that God gave us to have peace that surpasses all understanding because perfect love casts out all fear. And my wife and I, we held hands and we believed in the gospel. And after about four minutes, my wife saw a vision of Jesus walk into that hospital room and touch my daughter. And after four minutes, her heart came back. An incredible thing happened after about two days of no response from her. She woke up, looked us in the eyes, and the doctors and nurses were stunned. We saw a miracle in that hospital. Just as God came through for Nathaniel and Haley, He wants to come through for you. Nothing is impossible. And I want you to know that God is with you as you persevere in prayer. He wants to make Himself real to you in your situation. I believe that right now, whatever you're going through, the Holy Spirit wants to be your help. And His help isn't just sympathetic, it is powerful. So right now, wherever you are, I wanna pray with you. Lord, I thank you that you are God of the breakthrough. Lord, I send forth your word of healing, your word of breakthrough into every situation that's being lifted up to you right now as we pray. Lord, you are great. And Lord, thank you for your manifestation of power, healing and bringing breakthrough into every situation in Jesus' name. I'd love to hear what the Lord's done. If you had something wrong with your body, begin to do something you couldn't do or go to the doctor and get it checked out because we would love to hear your testimonies.